From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast, Episode 9, for September 8th, 2016. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, collegiate senior in atmospheric science Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer for The Lift on the Weather Channel app Dina Knightley, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network radio operator Mark Johnson. Today, the Freaks welcome guest co-host Cam Tawney, Skywarn spotter, storm chaser, and emergency response team member, and our guest Ian Livingston, information lead and photographer for the Capital Weather Gang and co-founder of USTornadoes.com. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, amateur storm spotter, Bill Johnson. All right, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening device. Uh, we are the Stormfront Freaks podcast, and this is episode nine. So thank you for listening. Uh, we, we've got the esteemed Ian Livingston on our show tonight, and I think... Yay! Yeah, I, might, I think you might have a few things to say about our, our weather hype train discussion topic. All aboard, baby. All aboard. Just yeah. And so, and, and, and some of you, some of our listeners, you guys might know, because I've mentioned this a little bit on, on social media, we're looking to add to our team right now. Uh, and, and so one of the things we're doing is we'll be including some great guest co-hosts in the next couple of months uh, to, to kind of help uh, broaden our team a little bit. And tonight, we're starting that tonight. Uh, we've got Cam Tani with us tonight. She, uh, she lives in Waco, Texas. She is a Skywarn Storm Spotter, uh, certified community emergency response team member uh, there in Waco. She started actually storm chasing five years ago, and she helped create the Tornado Sirens Storm Chasing Group uh, there in, in Texas. So welcome, Cam. It's great having you on board. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bears. She says yeah. certifiable. Is that what she said? Certifiable. Yeah, she's certifiable. a certifiable community emergency. Oh, okay, all right. Just uh, words. Well, we're all certifiable <laughs> to, that, to that point. But anyway, so so that uh, so that that one new gal's voice you'll hear in the background uh, that that will be Cam. Uh, I also wanted to bring up. Hey, next week on Thursday, September fifteenth, we're recording a Stormfront Freak special feature. It's called uh, "A Storms of Bruin." And, and I'll take credit for that. That's pretty cool because uh, we're talking with five craft breweries from around the country about weather and storm-related beers. So Ooh, nice. You came up with that name, too? Yeah. That's I don't, cool. I don't believe that you came up with that, that name. I don't believe that. Yeah, that's, M- that's MJ. That's got MJ <laughs> but are they going to oh. donate any of those craft beers? That's the important question. Oh. Are they going to what? Donate. Donate, well, donate the beers I, for us I'll to try. What. That's what we're going to find out because here's what's out. happening. I'm actually going to be recording live at the Braxton Brewery in Covington, Kentucky. And MJ is going to be live at Bad Weather Brewing in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, so we've, And we've also got Lone Pint Brewery from uh, Man, uh, Magnolia, Texas. So this is down in your country, Cam. Uh, they've I don't got, even know how close that is to me, honestly. Yeah. So. They're, they're, near, uh, they're near Houston. So they're probably not that close, but they're in your state. Yeah. And I know I, Texas, I, is, I hear Texas is a big place. It, it is quite large, actually, yeah. But they, <laughs> they've got they've got a tornado shark beer. It is good, by the way. Really? Very good. Uh, Very they good. couldn't call it Sharknado beer? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's some copyright to that. We've got Mad Tree Brewing in, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then Big Storm Brewing, uh, that sounds that sounds good. Big storm that is brewing, cool. right? That's cool. I should have yeah. called our podcast that. Uh, it, that's it. They're in Tampa, Florida, 
so we're going to have this special uh, that's going to be recorded in a week, and then again we'll we'll have it up uh, a week from or that Monday following that week. But so we're looking forward to that. That's kind of a special podcast we're doing, and that's what we're all about, right? It's it's beer. In fact, right now I told you I'm going to be at Braxton. I am drinking uh, Braxton Brews uh, Oktoberfest, and it's pretty pretty good. Man, there's nothing in Georgia I could have went to. I would have went. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I'd be I, like, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> I would have been I would have been open to that, but no one was really helping out. No one was. Phil, <laughs> so I forwarded you I like six or seven were. breweries in Georgia. You you didn't get that? No, I did oh. not. Oh, I didn't it must, get it. must have been the other Phil. I must have sent it to the wrong. I could have hey. went to that brewery and then went into work. That'd been fine. <laughs> exactly right for you. Yeah, you're already like up at up up a strange hour. I took a nap. I took a nap. All right, and then hey, here's the other thing I want to just quick bring up. I, I, I last uh, last show, uh, which was episode eight. Obviously, I can count one backwards. Uh, the, the last show I, I was talking about how you know this podcast is all about what we're trying to do because we've had so many new listeners uh, and we've been growing exponentially right now, which I love. And and I was talking about who we are and what we're not and and who we're trying to cater to. And one of the things I brought up is some of the other weather podcasts that are out there. And, and really, I enjoy them all, and I'll say that again. And, and to the right crowd, they're catering to a different crowd, which is okay. But I, the one comment I made is there's a, a one of the weather podcasts out there is two guys that they're just like weather fiends. It's like they get high on weather. You might call them weather junkies maybe, but there's these two guys. Wait, doesn't doesn't everyone get high on weather? Um, <laughs> it's, it's true, but these guys really, I mean, we're talking like an addiction. <laughs> They're like addicted, which that's why I'd probably call them weather junkies. But anyway, these two guys, I just mentioned how, you know, they start and they talk about how the weather's like we're at. And I'm like, that's not who we are. We're not going to talk about whether, what the weather's like in Cincinnati, Ohio, where I'm at, because you don't care, right? And you can look that up online. And that's, that's all I said was I just, that's not what we are. And I just listened to their, their show. I think it was uh, for them, it was episode 38. You can look it up yourself, but they, they, they commented on, uh, they made some wise-ass comment at the very beginning when they were saying, what's the weather like where you're at? And one of them said, well, hey, did you hear that you could look up your weather in your backyard on Google? Um, so obviously the game, there's there's kind of a little weather podcast battle, I think, that's starting here. And oh, I have no it. problem. Bring it, baby. Exactly. Bring it. Bring it. Let's go. Let's go. So and I care everyone. about Cincinnati. I'm just saying. I care. <laughs> we'll see. Well, you do. Right. And you're you're the one of our five listeners that, that care about that. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's more than that. Wow. We're doing pretty good. Anyway, all right. So all, all, uh, all that aside, I want to get into uh, Ian. Uh, Ian Livingston, he is the information lead and, and a photographer for the Capital Weather Gang uh, out there in D.C. And he's also co-founder of USTornadoes.com. Ian, love having you on board tonight, man. Welcome. Thank you for having me. That was so enthusiastic. You guys look fun. No, you guys look fun. I I just want to sit back and watch you guys do your thing. (laughs) No, 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 man. This is, we're nothing without having uh, a guest on. I mean, if if we had a show without a guest, we'd be screwed. Yeah, what what would, I don't know what we talk about. Don't sell about. yourself short. Exactly. All by, right. Well, by about twenty minutes in, I'd be on my flute, and then it would go down. <laughs> That's right. It's all <laughs> done. Right. Yeah, now I don't know if we. This one see time that. in band camp. Wow. <laughs> so, all right. So, Ian, Ian, the first thing I I really want you to do is is those two things. Um, you know, and I know you you do a lot more than that, but from a weather standpoint, 
that's kind of your your biggest uh, biggest role right now with Capital Weather Gang and and U.S. I guess elaborate a little bit more on your role in those two areas and and kind of what you're doing to give listeners a chance to really get to know who you are. Yeah, sure. Um, Capital Weather Gang, I think, is really sort of probably one of my key accomplishments in life in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm a very small part of it. It's mostly been built on the shoulders of Jason Salmonow over the years. He started a weather blog back in, I guess, right before I moved here. So it was probably 2004, 2005. And his blog initially was sort of an offsite. You know, it was one of the first weather blogs, maybe actually the first weather blog, but it was just sort of a private weather site where he was telling people what to expect and all that kind of stuff. Um, it didn't take long for his site to get a whole lot of notice. He brought to, he was one of the first people that brought together a whole bunch of different personalities to sort of just wax what, you know, say whatever they wanted to say about the weather. Um, it was a new idea back at the time. You know, it's hard to imagine that today with everybody having a weather blog and whatnot, but um, it didn't take long for the post to figure out it might be a good idea to bring something like that along. Um, before we moved to the post, I was just doing photography. I knew Jason actually through a website that I helped create back, I guess it was the early 2000s now, a sort of a weather forum that brought together meteorologists across the spectrum from government into the private sector, TV, and mostly just a lot of enthusiasts, a lot of amateurs that really love weather. So I met Jason through that. I sort of, I think, just got lucky when they got to the post and ended up taking on a bigger role, and it just sort of rolled from there. Um, there's, I think, 30 contributors now, so I'm, I'm a pretty small part of the success over there. But it's, uh, it's really amazing to see what it's become. I mean, I think now, in a lot of ways, we're sort of driving the national conversation about where weather communication is going and where it can go in the future. And then as far as U.S. tornadoes, that was sort of... I'm not even completely sure what that was. It was like I was waiting for I was waiting for storm chasing in 2012, our first year that we went out on a big chasecation, which is we can get into that later. It's sort of a two week stint of staying at crappy hotels and sort of like just rolling around in the plains. Mostly a lot of sitting in cars, staring at nothing. But uh, that's a good name of was, a book or movie. Yeah. Hey, you bet. Well, yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. true. That's, that's not a bad idea. Um, so I was just waiting for the next chasecation, and I've always been sort of addicted to tornadoes. So I found a couple other people that were like me and sort of put together a cool little site. It's nothing spectacular, but we've, we've been able to build a cool little presence, and I think we have a lot of neat things that we show off there. And we modesty alert. Modesty alert. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, I, I have no training, no official training in weather. So sometimes I feel like I just managed to fall into the right, you know, hole or something and meet the right people. But it, it's been cool. I mean, we've had, because a, a lot of it's just the connections that we've built. It's ama- it's crazy how many connections you can build online and all those kind of things these days. So what obviously the, the mutual connection that we have is through uh, Quincy Vagel, who was uh, one of our initial uh, co-hosts on Stormfront Freaks podcast. And your, I know this year, your 2016 staycation, as you would call it, uh, you guys went out together. And so I'd, I'd love to hear your take on, on this year and, and what you saw and 
and how it maybe differed from previous <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Quincy, I've actually been friends with Quincy online since the very early days of our online weather communications, I think. I started chatting with people back probably mid-90s on AOL, Prodigy, those kinds of places. But when I moved to the East Coast, it was sort of I hit Usenet, and then we ended up creating the forum and all that kind of stuff. And I met Quincy back when we were probably both – I mean, I'm a couple years younger – or a couple years older than him. Um, but I met him back when we were – I was probably 20, and he was probably like 15 chatting online. I don't think he'd even gone to college yet for meteorology, so – that's kind of one of those cool things that we've been able to like see all these kids basically rise up through the ranks. Some of them are becoming PhDs. Some of them are storm chasing all year, like Quincy. Some of them are on TV. It's kind of incredible just to now, do you know see him how like, quick. Do you know him as Q? Because we know him as Q. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I think online I call him Q. In person I call him Quincy. Um, <laughs> he's he's a cool dude. I, I was really lucky that he was willing to come pick me up at the airport and let me caravan around on the planes with him for a while this year. Um, I know he's been out there the whole – I mean, it's crazy how long he's been out there. He's still wandering somewhere in, like, Nebraska. Or, <laughs> yeah, he's a lost I think he might be somewhere. in Alaska. But he's a, yeah. he's he's a GPS somewhere. tracker he's on him. Gone. <laughs> but uh, – no, I've known him for a long time. I've I met him in the past at a conference, so it wasn't the first time that I'd hung out with him. Um, before this year, my typical chase partners are Mark Ellenwood, who's my buddy, and he was actually the co-founder of U.S. Tornadoes. I, in the early days of me starting it, I knew I needed a meteorologist, like someone knew what they were talking about that I could sort of <laughs> oh, tag I feel that. With I feel that helps. That, that definitely one. helps. <laughs> yeah, so he, he he filled that role. He was the smart guy. Um, and he also ended up being a pretty cool dude to hang out with. So me and him, we actually had gone out chasing the five years prior. My other chase partners are James Hyde. We call him JT. And I was actually really lucky to run into sort of one of the – I think he was one of the first early storm chasers really back in the 90s, Jason Foster. So like I said, in a lot of ways, we've just been lucky to run into the right people. But uh, I think, like, hanging out with Quincy was cool. We hit some. So what? Yeah. So tell tell me about the season. I mean, what what did you guys see, and and what was some of the highlights, and how did it compare? Well, we hit Dodge City. So I mean, I think if you hit if you hit Dodge City, that's all you needed to hit. And actually, I'm wearing the same. That's why I'm wearing this shirt. That's the shirt that I was wearing the day at Dodge City. So I I think you said to grab a beer, and I actually don't really drink beer often. So I figured. A good way to get myself ready for this show was to pretend it was like the morning of May 24th again, and we were about to have some Dodge City. So I mean, that was that was probably one of the best days of my life in a lot of respects. I know it's kind of it's kind of strange to describe something like that as a best day of your life, but uh, it's it's almost hard to explain like what we saw that day. And a lot of that was being with Quincy. He he knows what he's doing. He's also kind of crazy, so he was willing to get up really close to the tornado. <laughs> I think uh, that was probably the closest we've been. We ended up maybe about a quarter of a mile to a half a mile from it, one of the big ones at, cl- at at our closest. I mean, it was moving north, and we were to the south, and we were moving north. There was almost no danger to us, but it was still pretty crazy to be that close for sure. It's something I've always wondered, like when you're in that kind of situation, is it, are you and him on the same page or are you kind of like, I feel like I would be, um, I'd be freaking out. I'd be saying, turn around, but (laughs) 
you know, is that because I'm trying to put myself in that situation and I think drive away would, from the yeah. tornado. Well, no, I can see, I want to see one, I want to get close, but I don't yeah. want to be inside it. You know, I'm not right. like Timmer over here, but you know, is is there that kind of back and forth in, in those kinds of situations? Yeah, no, there is. I mean, I think I was actually a little bit nervous that we got as close <laughs> as we did. We We might have even gotten closer, but I was sort of like, okay, we're really close, we can hop out and take a look here, but it's in a lot of ways, I think it's better for there to be at least two people. I think two or three people is probably an optimal setup when you're out there. In a lot of ways, you want to be able to bounce ideas off of people. Um, and I don't you even can pull know the other person out of the rubble too, which is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Having someone uh, to rescue you is always a plus. But uh, he, I think, we're most of the people that are out there storm chasing know a whole lot about what we're doing. I mean, there's there's a couple locals or just some people that on a weekend, they're like, hey, let's take a road trip and see what we can see. But I think for the most part, storm chasers are really into what they're doing. So we're actually mm-hmm. pretty good at assessing risk. Um, the Dodge City Day, that was Western Kansas. There's basically no trees out there. It's it's a road grid. If, if you look at a road map of Kansas, you'll see in a big chunks of it, you just have one mile by one mile grids all around it. So in addition to it being a great place for tornadoes, it was almost like it was built for storm chasing because you can sort yeah. of, you have like perfect access in a lot of cases. But it's good to have multiple people to bounce ideas off of for multiple reasons. I mean, I think the big one's probably forecasting. Um, yeah. Usually we'll start a morning, we'll all sort of, come together with our own thoughts and then run them by each other. We'll fight a little bit, pull each other's hair, <laughs> things like that. And then finally someone wins and we end up going toward a target. But, uh, it's and that's definitely... at like 1130 in the morning when you guys are finally getting up. <laughs> that's true. Right. That was one uh, problem with Quincy. Quincy liked to get up early. So I was, oh, you like to I get was up not early. excited about Damn. that. Damn. Yeah. That's, sta- mean, that's you... not a staycation, man. I'm sorry. You gotta, you gotta, no. you gotta get up early. It's good to be at your target early want to it's always like very nerve-wracking to see like a thunderstorm going up like two hours away so it's always better to be early than late in those cases i'm not usually a morning person but on chasecation it's okay to be a morning person Mm -hmm. i'm loving that word chasecation yeah, Phil. Phil, you said staycation. I, it's cha- it's chase. Oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. Not yeah, they are bad. sort of similar. Yeah. I took a I'm staycation like two weeks name. ago. But but I went Ian, to a real pool quick. in DC. It was fun. Real quick, so I know I'm going to be coming out there, uh, out to Oklahoma and some of that uh, Texas and some of those areas uh, next May. And I know probably a decent amount of our listeners probably at some point want to go storm chasing or have gone storm chasing. Um. What would be some advice that you'd give a rookie? You know, I've never, you know, I'm from Ohio, so we don't really get the great storms. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice would you give someone like me who's going to come out there and try and drive into a tornado, but at the same time not get killed? Well, I think for most people, their first time out there, the best thing that they can do is go with someone that knows what they're doing. Um I don't really have a tour group that I would necessarily say is a great tour group. There's actually a lot of tour groups out there that are probably you want to stay away from. Um, oh, really? Some of those, some of those guys, they are not that safe. Um, <laughs> oh my! Probably a whole other podcast, but there are <laughs> reputable ones. I mean, okay. Roger Hill's crew, places like that. These guys that have been out there forever. I mean, if you can get if you can get on one of those tours and you have the money, that's a great option. I mean. Like What's the cost? 
Um, I haven't priced them recently. They're expensive. They're mm. probably twenty-five to thirty-five hundred dollars for ten days. Ooh. Oh wow! Um, oh, we actually send include drinks. Going <laughs> going with three people, yeah. we only spend probably on average. I'd say we spend maybe fifteen hundred over fifteen to eighteen days. So it's a lot cheaper to go with you know friends. Um, well, you can you can get. Two hot dogs for three bucks at, at the gas station. So. Right, and hotels are cheap out there for the most part. And if you're willing to share rooms and stuff, there's a lot of ways to make it pretty cheap. It's probably, in a lot of ways, it's probably about the cheapest vacation you can take these days. But uh, if you're not going to go with a tour group, you have no one that you um, really trust to know what they're doing, I think you can still probably make a pretty good run at it. If I hate to... I hate to endorse SPC chasing, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've been a Met for 20 years. I would not go without having somebody who's done it before with me. I just wouldn't do no, it. I think, that's, I think that's probably the best choice. If you're, if you're, if you're going to stay away from cities, you're going to chase in like Kansas where there's almost no trees or Western Oklahoma or the Texas Panhandle, and you're going to stay five or 10 miles away from a storm maybe even further. I mean, I, I think it's fairly safe even for people that aren't, you know, meteorologists or super up on it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be advising like, you know, people just picking up on the weekend and going out chasing. I think yeah, because good, good storm chasers have gotten um, hurt. I mean, even our, even Mike Bettis a couple years ago, he and I went to college together. Um, he went out there. He was, he's, he's done it many years and uh, he got flipped. I mean, his, he had, they had the camera in the car they got hit, and that was the same storm that had killed a few storm chasers. And yeah. you could see him like roll in the car. It, it and he and yeah, he's experienced. No, that was a crazy day. We were uh, we were actually out there that day. We were. This was that, that was El was, Reno, right? That was yeah, El Reno. Yeah, El Reno, yeah. May May thirty one, two thousand thirteen, right? Yeah, you guys are better with the dates than me. 2013 <laughs> was still probably my biggest chase trip. This chase trip was awesome. I think. Dodge City was probably the best day I've had chasing, but 2013 was crazy. It was like every day was big, it seemed like, at least for our trip. I think it was it was a quiet year, but we hit the jackpot for chasing. But there are very dangerous storms. I mean, El Reno, we actually didn't even chase El Reno. We, we were worried that it was going to run into Oklahoma City. We, we've been pretty good about staying to our rules of not chasing near metro areas. There's just it just adds too many extra levels of risk. I think you always want to have an out when you're storm chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. When you put yourself in a metro area, you surround yourself with people. You might get yourself into traffic. I think our traffic concerns were maybe not fully realized, but even people that weren't close on El Reno ended up in traffic. I mean, this was 10 days after more. So that area was already freaked out. Um, yeah. If you want to see, if you want to see hype, go to Oklahoma City on a on a big storm day and, and watch all the different TV shows there. So that might be something to yeah. bring up later. But yeah. I wouldn't advise just the random person going chasing. But if you know weather and you know how storms move and you stay a respectable distance, I don't think you're in crazy danger. I mean, it's I think I always think the most dangerous part of being out there is just driving so much. We drive eight to 9,000 miles in two weeks. Quincy, go back to Quincy. Quincy's driven like 100,000 miles. Wow. I mean, people don't drive. Oh my gosh. Usually. So wow. it's just, that's crazy. Carson. 
Yeah, no, it's. I would rent one so uh, and get the insurance with all the hail oh, damage and oh my god. Oh, just beat it up. Yeah, yeah, do you have to let your insurance agent know? Oh, by the way, I'm going to go tornado chasing. <laughs> That's a good oh. question. We have tried to rent cars, and you always have to make up a story when you're renting cars. Um, like Is I said, I've, I've, I've lived in D.C. so long that I haven't had a car in about 10 years. So, like, Mark and Quincy and them, they won't even let me drive, so I don't have to worry about that. I just don't wear a Storm seat. Chaser shirt when you go to rent a yeah, car. Yeah, no. Don't That's mention true. it. That's true. I think we did that one year. <laughs> so how, how do you – um, Ian, how, how are you using that experience that, that you've had, especially this year, um, chasing the storms? How are you using that for U.S. tornadoes and Capital Weather Gang? How did you incorporate that, especially for tax write-off purposes? <laughs> wait i guess i guess i'll have to get rules or information on the write-off purposes from you i definitely haven't been doing enough of that um i don't know i sort of i guess for capital weather i write a lot about local climate i guess that's probably my expertise with capital weather these days but in a broader sense i write a lot about data i do a lot of data analysis so um I don't know. I think in a lot of ways, maybe storm chasing has just made it a lot more real to me. I can dive into the storm prediction center tornado database lost in it for like 12 hours because, you know, I can almost like picture the storms rotating across the plains in my head. <laughs> I mean, I, you guys, wow. you, we can track all no those fair. guys. We've done it before. They all have those GPS locators. You can put them on yeah. a map, see where everybody's at at one time. It's, it's yeah, insane no, now it's, with technology. It is crazy. We've we've done it all. The first year we went out there, we were streaming, which was a pain. After that, we never streamed video again. I know a lot of people do it successfully, but we're, I think for the chase chase cationers, it's not really worth the effort. You have to get good equipment and spend a lot of money. But the, the streaming is cool, but um, we've done that. We run GPS loggers, so we can see basically exactly where we've been for the three weeks. This year when I went with Quincy, we just used iPhones. And honestly... In a lot of ways, that was probably the best. I mean, I think sometimes we go out there with too much equipment. Um, mm -hmm. I know I've had plenty of people say, like, it, it must be great to take all those pictures, but do you guys ever actually just stand there and watch? Yeah. And sometimes it feels like we don't. Um, yeah, we're always yeah. out there looking for the best picture or the best video. You yeah. know, We're all r always rushing to make the first tweet because we want all the retweets. Um, sometimes it feels like you don't necessarily know Sometimes you forget what's going on in front of you, but I've used, I think, in a lot of ways, it's sort of like going to war. You can't explain going to war until you've gone to war. Um, you can't what kind really of radar do you guys use out there? Which one? Ah, uh, radar scope. I yeah, mean, I that's I, I love that one. I got that one too. Yeah, that was no, my I'm favorite one last week or last show. Everyone uses radar scope. I know uh, Android, I guess, has what, Pikel 3, I don't know how to say it, but radar scope seems to be sort of, I think they dominate the market. Everybody let let me secure scope. some sponsorship dollars before we use <laughs> continue to use that name. We'll just call it X-scope. We'll X-scope. X-scope. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, it's been, the first year we were out there was 2011. Um, for some reason in 2011, we hit like a really quiet stretch. I think it was the quietest stretch ever, like early May. It was bookended by the super outbreak. And then right when we got home, there was a huge outbreak in Oklahoma City. So we didn't even really see much. Um, 
but 2012, we saw a fair amount. And every year since then, we've seen quite a bit. Um, it's hard to explain. It's just like, it's so big out there, standing out on the, the plains where there's no trees and just watching mm -hmm. these clouds just roll by. Like you can set up and watch it go by for an hour or two and it's just crazy. It's just, cause it's hard to explain. I don't get, I don't get sentimental about too many things, but like those clouds, <laughs> make, those clouds can make yeah. me cry sometimes. Is that with <laughs> beer or without beer? Uh, there's no beer. I, there's beer okay. after sometimes, but beer not after, during. Yeah. We might have okay. we might have extra trouble with the Kansas sheriffs if we were drinking beer. While <laughs> so, Good Ian, point. I know I know probably a lot of people are wondering. So, I know you do forecasts for Washington D.C. Have you ever been called by uh, President Obama and asked to do a uh, weather forecast for the White House? <laughs> yes, Obama loves our forecasts. He's no way. He's got us All on right. speed dial, like that red phone. Yeah, yeah. Speed dial. Straight, we all, red have, phone. Uh, we all have the other, <laughs> we all have the other end of the red phone. So, like, it, whenever Obama needs a forecast, he's coming to one of us. Um, wow. Although, actually, I know Obama has shared a number of Jason's pieces. Like, Jason writes. I mean, Jason's an awesome writer. He's I, he's like it's crazy what he did. He sort of like built himself into this like mega writer. And like, now he's like a really big deal. Sometimes I tell people I know him and like, they're excited. What July was the hottest ever. I think Obama was sharing that on his personal yeah. accounts, which is, which is pretty cool. Cause I mean, that means at least he's probably heard of Capitol weather gang. I think, some people try to say Obama named Snowmageddon, but I think that sort of came from us too. But I think he's he's at least aware of us, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. <laughs> All right, we're Hopefully getting we're, getting too, we're getting too political, too political. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're we're gonna jump to our uh, two minute lightning round. Uh, so our, our two minute lightning round. It's not always two minutes. I should probably get rid of that part. But uh, we always like to have some fun questions for our guest. So Ian, tonight we are playing. Name That Storm, which uh -huh. is our version of uh, Name That Tune, doing it uh, Stormfront Freaks style. So here's what we're going to do. So these are the rules of the game. I've got three storms. All right. So we'll just we'll go to one, then do the next and the next. Each one comes with six hints. So this, this would be like in Name That Tune, you would say, uh, after getting some hints, you would say, hey, I can name that tune in four notes. And then we play you four notes. And then you have to guess what that song is. Uh, you're going to tell me, Ian, how many you can name that <laughs> um, name that storm in, how many uh, hints. And then I will give you that many hints, and you try and name that storm. Uh, and, okay. and, and, if you, and here's what we'll do. If you can't name it in those number of hints, then I will open it up to the whole team. And I'll just kind of keep rattling through the rest of the hints, and whoever wants to name it can name it. Sound good? All right. So, All right. so we're going to start with the again? So, so here uh, is one of I'm the hints that the that. Euro nailed it. Is that yeah. <laughs> right. So we. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, and and they start off. The hints are harder. You know, the first few are going to be harder, and I, I let them get a little easier at the end. But so each one's got six. So Ian, we're going to start with the first storm. Uh, how many hints can you name that storm in? Uh, let's start with yet. four. Four. All right. Uh, here are the four hints. August 25th, Florida landfall as a Category 5. Oh, I know it. 
This Andrew. No. Hurricane Andrew. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, First off, <laughs> we got a team member. Quiet. I don't know how this you know? game goes. Sorry. Number two. Uh, <laughs> let, I'll, let me finish the four. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You you I retract got it that wrong. statement. You uh, worked all, all right. day on this. Uh, all right, so I did. Believe me. Uh, hit number one, August 25th, Florida Landfall Category 5. Hit number two, 2005. Hit number three, August 29th, Louisiana Landfall as a Category 3. And hit number four is Costliest Natural Disaster at $108 billion. Wait, repeat the first question. Or repeat the first hint again. August 25th. It was a it uh, hit, hit landfall in Florida as a category five. Okay, well that Hurricane. part's wrong because yeah. it's category one. Yeah, it was a one. Oh, oh fail! Hey, I'm going. Hey, I'm, I'm going. Oh. I'm going off Wikipedia, but that's all right. Name, name that storm. Oh, uh, Hurricane Katrina. Sorry. All right, so that that would be right. Hey, I I'm just it. I'm going off of. Uh, yeah, what's the I'm source? Right. Like, we got to know what the source is. Hey, Wikipedia, that's, Wikipedia. That's, uh... that's all right, but that's I was explaining why I said Andrew. But now I understand okay. the rules. It, it. We're good. All right, all right. next one. Uh, okay, uh, so next one. So I think you got the idea of the game, Ian. Uh, how many yes. hints do you now, need for the second now storm? Now I understand the game. Um, okay. How many of these are there total? Three? There's three, so this is number two. Okay, so let's go with uh, – I want to hear all of them on this one. Uh, you're not going to need them all. No, no, no. You won't need them all. In this I still want to hear them all. Yeah, okay. We're gonna hear all right. them all. <laughs> so here they all are. August 24th, Florida landfall, category five, uh, in parentheses, according to Wikipedia, I should put that. Uh, number two, massive damage to oil company drilling platforms in the Gulf. Number three, 1992. Oh, number yeah. four, first hurricane of the season. Number five... Oh, Hint is Homestead, Florida. And number six, it rhymes with Gandrew. <laughs> oh, what? It's the first storm, so it would uh, be the eighth storm. Uh, hmm. That yeah, one must okay. be Andrew, right? All right. Oh, because it's Gandrew. That's why. Okay, I get it. I All get right, it. so th- this is the last one. How, m- how many hints do you need? To I'm going to try to do it in storm? one. All right. Let's see if I can oh, do it in one. Wow. Great. Right. Whoops. All right, so good luck with this one. Hint number one. <laughs> 15 foot storm surge. Name that storm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a tough one. I'll I'm say Sandy. No, that is incorrect. No. All right. So now it's open to the whole team. After after that one, anybody have a guess? Is it a 50? W storm? The I have no idea what that is. So the I'm not saying no. Hermione. What? No, no. Here's the start here's with a W. <laughs> hit, no. Hit number two, September 8th, Texas landfall, category four. Uh, Wait, what year? What year what again? Year? What year yeah, again? That, that's not a hint. That's not a hint. Oh, that's not a hint? 1900. Right. <laughs> a lot of people were tweeting about it today. That's it. Yeah, the, the Galveston hurricane. Galveston. So the other hints, uh, wow. this was prior to names. I'm not very being, good at this game, sorry. Pri- pri- <laughs> good. Prior to names being used by NOAA, hint number four was 1900. Hint number five, deadliest hurricane in U.S. history. Hint number six, rhymes with Malveston. <laughs> 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 All right, so Ian, you did a great job, man. We love you playing along, if nothing Thanks, else. Man. Yeah, no, uh, so, I'm not hey, very tell, good at that game. Tell everybody, before we get into our break and our discussion, tell everybody if they – how they can follow you, reach you, stalk, uh, 
Let's talk you. Let's talk you. Uh, for the most part, I'm probably on Twitter. If you just search Ian Livingston, you'll probably find it. My forward slash is Livingston. Um, otherwise, Capital Weather. That's on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere else you think of. And then U.S. Tornadoes, pretty much the same. So. I think those are probably from Obama as places. well. Yeah. And then Ob- just you can check Obama Obama's too. account just, too. Just and get, a too. Yeah. Yeah. get a hold exactly. of Otis. Yeah. Get a hold of All right. We'll, we'll yeah. throw, I mean, we'll get that stuff in our show notes as well. So if you guys want to get a hold of Ian uh, or follow him, you can do so. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to do uh, Brady storm school. And when we come back, we're going to get into our big time weather hype train discussion uh, with Ian on board as well. This is storm school where together we'll take an in-depth look into certain weather phenomenon, why they happen, where they happen, what causes them. Some topics we'll cover, well, things you might have never heard before or things you've heard a lot. Welcome to Storm School. Class is in session. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Storm School. I'm Brady, and today we're going to be talking about hurricanes. I know we talked about hurricanes last week, but this week we're going to be talking about predicting the path or the track of the hurricane as well as the intensification of a hurricane um it's pretty relevant because especially with uh hermine not hermione i know some of you guys might think it's hermione it's hermine um with that hurricane that that so many people posted all these different spaghetti graphs and intensity tracks um and and a lot of you might have you know, you might not have known how to read it, and you might known how to read it. Um, but I'm going to give you the down low um, on what is accurate and what is not. Um, so, to start off, usually you'll see whenever someone puts out a um, forecast for a hurricane, you'll see intensity on that graphic and usually the track represented in a cone. So, at this point in our forecasting, we are very good at about three to five days out at predicting the cone or the track of the hurricane. So we have a very, you know, we, <clears throat> not a very good idea, but a pretty good idea of where that hurricane or tropical storm or tropical entity is going to go. Um, and that's three to five da- days out. Beyond three to five days, it's, it's you know, it's uncertain um, and it kind of depends on the situation. But three to five days, we're pretty good. For intensity, that basically is, you know, how fast is, this system going to strengthen or weaken or is it going to become a cat five is it going to become a category one or a tropical storm very important details to this hurricane we are um, at this point not great at predicting the um, intensity of a hurricane and that's mainly due to the models you know we're as meteorologists we're only good as good as the models um, can be and you know obviously we add values in other areas but um, the intensity models at this point are not very good. So we, you know, even two days out, we might completely blow the intensity forecast. We might say it's going to be at category one when really it's, you know, it could, you know, there's a potential. It could be category three, category four. Um, you know, even with Hermine, most people thought it was going to be a tropical storm and it made, made landfall as a category one hurricane. So, at this point, when you see a meteorologist give an intensity forecast more than two days out, and they're not telling you that they're uncertain, and they're telling you that, hey, this is what it's going to be, don't take, you know, do, I'm not saying don't take their word for it, because there are always some cases, 
but be very wary of of social media all just that that brings me to my next point so when you're looking at these forecasts on social media on twitter um from meteorologist make sure a it's a reliable source and b that if you know if they're posting a eight day out graphic of you know a category five hurricane you know over new york city or something even in the gulf um, you're going to be wa- very wary of that, and if if they don't give a hey, this is just an option, this could happen, not you know they post it and just say this is going to happen, you know you want to discount those meteorologists because they don't know what they're doing because that's that's just the case of our of hurricane prediction as it is. So the two takeaways from this are the intensity forecast is is good three to five or not good beyond two days out. And three to five days out, and even sometimes beyond, our cone or track forecast is very good. So guys, I hope this helps. Now let's uh, get back to the podcast. All right, welcome back. Um, I'll tell you what, thanks to Hurricane Hermine, we've had a chance to again uh, bring up the discussion of the good old weather hype train. And what social media and ratings wars are kind of doing to weather reporting. And, and I'm just going to start this off a little bit because I have never, uh, ever heard of anything called 99 Invest L, Invest 99 L. I've never heard of anything Invest except Maz and I would kind of know that a little bit in our uh, finance careers. We know a little bit about mm-hmm. investing. However, from the weather and, and tropical storm side of things, I've never heard of that. And for some hey. reason, we now have a – we got done with Hurricane Hermine uh, that's probably had more names than Prince. Uh, I've never heard of Invest. I've never heard of a tropical depression with a – I've never heard of TD9, TD8s. T, never heard of that. So I was just tropical you never depression. never heard of TD? Oh, let me well, explain the invest. Yeah, TV, I've heard of the TV. Wait, but that's a this different is his first thing. week watching weather. <laughs> the invest, the oh, invest just means they're right, investigating. You're throwing me under the bus already. Anyway, y'all hear you said to just I, jump in. Hey, just yeah. When just they have it. the invest, oh, all right, all right, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. When they have the invest, have the that means they're investigating the area. But when they do that, then they can uh, start running models on it. Because they're not going to run models on it if they are not looking at it. So that's what you know. Those spaghetti models, those things that uh, they're all they're all kinds of lines on a map to show where they think it's going. They're not going to run those until it's at least an invest. Yeah, but I, all I'm saying is, five years ago, I don't remember ABC News covering invest something number right. uh, L or well, everybody. Everybody covers weather now. I mean, that's yeah. That's why everything's just, different now. It's they yeah. they have to cover everything because every. Someone like it took a while, but now everybody realizes that weather is like really interesting. So now everybody covers everything. It's now hot. I'm amazed at how many people on like now that I'm in digital too. Like uh, you know, we we did the invest out in the uh, that just came off Africa. That thing clicked like crazy because people are more uh, in tune and knowing what's excited out for Hurricane Ian. Yeah, Yeah, that's the next. I wonder why. yeah. How, how how many of those ever turn into anything though, and why uh, do we care? Quite a for... few, quite a few, because uh, you know, especially this time of year, things are coming off Africa. And if you go to the Weather Underground be... app, you'll be able to monitor all those. Yeah, right? that's where I look. That's where I, I do look. too. 
Why do you look there, Dina? I love weather underground. <laughs> <laughs> weather. What about some throw some accurate throw some love AccuWeather's way, right? Yeah. Nah. Uh, <laughs> do you not do tropical at AccuWeather? We do. We just do it more on the you know the down low. It's more it's more for clients, you know. You gotta pay for that service. You can't just get it for free, Maz. <laughs> All right, but let's guys, let's talk about the, the average general public, okay? Because this this is this is what they're trying to, to gear all this media towards. And and I will throw myself in that boat, Ian. Yes, I just started watching weather in the last week. Um I, well, I'm a weather hack. About it. That's good. I am. I don't I don't give a crap, right? I it's I, probably actually better because you're you're what everyone wants to know what you're thinking. So you should like write down all of your thoughts and send them to the meteorologist. That's dangerous. Dangerous Ian, wow. that is a dangerous thing. That don't don't let anyone inside but, that. So mind. why so Ian, why do people care? I mean you're you're talking about weather's like a like now people what what has changed and and what what is what can we believe in nowadays? Because Dina talked about the spaghetti chart. Well, what the what direction is this son of a bitch going? <laughs> because I'm seeing what eight, yeah, uh, ten different models. Set to, oh, there's different tons examples. of models. It's going everywhere, which is really the best part because then oh, you cool. can get people all like people in New York City can be interested, and people in Brownsville can be interested because like. The spaghetti covers the whole coast, so it's that's <laughs> so, why everybody's so I'm into in it. New York, so so if, if if I'm a broadcast meteorologist in New York, I can focus on that one model. Well, that's you're kind of looking at the other. average. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, you're supposed to you, look you at the look average, at it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But I think part of it is that everybody has a chance. I mean, it's like that <laughs> meme. Like, so there is a chance, even if it's like 0.5 percent chance. It's but we're saying people love chance. weather. I think. This is like the age of the nerd, so like it's like a big time for people that are into weather overall. Yes. Like, <laughs> I think it's just it's I mean, something plus weather everybody is awesome. can talk like, about. It looks yeah. it's pretty. Like pictures are great. Like learning mm-hmm. why there's two rainbows, people freak out about stuff. So there's two rainbows. Well, yeah. Let's. <laughs> plus, there's the technology is so much better. I mean, we just we were just talking about that Galveston hurricane in 1900. I mean, they didn't know it was coming. Now we can tell. We have models that look at stuff still over Africa, and we have models picking up on those. And like in 360 hours, oh, it's, it looks like it's going to hit Florida, you know. But models well, are what's, models. what's too much? What's too much? Yeah. I mean, is is that yeah, is I mean, that right fair? Her I think when you have buoy cam, buoy cam's probably too Bowie much. Buoy cams. <laughs> what was too much about her mean? In Florida, yeah. Well, we tracked it for like, I mean, forever. And most of the time it was like showers. Like for like, yeah. for like 14 days, it was a batch of showers moving across the ocean. Like we could have paid no attention to it till it got near Florida and had about mm-hmm. the same result probably. But I mean, I'll... maybe not quite, but. It's this time of year. I mean, there's a lot of showers out there to watch. It does get people interested, and it does get their awareness up, and I think that's the biggest thing, get people's awareness up, because this was the first time, I think, that it was still a tropical depression that they had hurricane watches up that I can remember in Florida. Like, I don't ever remember a hurricane watch up for just a depression, because they've been watching it, watching it, and checking the models, and they were on it. They were they were right. Yeah, Dina, no, I think – I think, it, you know, what it comes down to is presentation, because like you said, you know, it had been over a decade since a hurricane impacted Florida. So mm-hmm. on one hand, you don't want to hype it. But on the other hand, if you're if you're not telling the people 
you know, hey, this is a possibility. And and it's a day out, and all of a sudden there's a hurricane coming towards Florida. You know, people are people are going to get hurt. People are going to die, and it's like that. And that's going to yeah. be on you. You know, and it's not on you personally, but on yeah. you know the the forecasters. Yeah, that gives people, especially like emergency management and everybody else, time to prepare. I mean, a lot of times they don't prepare until there's a watch up, but at least they got the you know they know something's out there, so they're going to pay attention. Well, if yeah, I but- could play devil's advocate here for just a quick second, I'm really intrigued as far as the emergency management part being brought up um, because part of um, the public's opinion about meteorologists nowadays, some of it isn't very good because unfortunately, even though technology is very much advanced nowadays, it's still not um, 100% accurate. No, not even close, no. And trying to explain that to the public and getting them to understand that, okay, well, this is a probability. This is a chance of this happening. This is not um, 100% what's going to happen. See, then we cause um, a lot of, I wouldn't say pandemic, if that's the right word, but, you know, a lot of people reacting hastily without, you know, the information. So as far as from the meteorological aspect of it, I mean, I have an appreciation for it, but I mean, I don't, I don't thoroughly use it all the time because I mean, that you, it, it falters sometimes. I mean, is that just yeah. me? No, I mean, weather forecasting is not perfect at all. That's why, like, until it gets a closed circulation, it's hard to get a grasp on it. That's why, like, when you have an invest and you start looking at those models that go everywhere, those spaghettis, it's because there's no closed circulation. But, uh, you know, I know we've been talking about all this hype and things. I know I've been in TV a long time, but um, one of those things I think every meteorologist I've ever met, I met tons of them. I don't ever remember, never have I met one who wasn't trying to do their very, very best. I think where the hype comes in is where you get like presidents of TV and vice presidents of programming and news, news directors, directors. Yeah. that come in and they're like, oh, my God, pimp it. Oh, my God, people. You know, do it. it. Let's show everything. But, you know, that comes from higher people that are in TV, not meteorology. The meteorologists are doing their best. Forecast for Hermine, once it formed, we're all pretty good, especially down in Florida. I don't think there's any – I don't don't think there was really any hype down in Florida. National Hurricane Center had a great forecast for the most part. There's a Mm – it was more of a debate about what happened off the northeast coast. I know for a while people were thinking it was going to heavily impact New Jersey in particular. And for the most part, it ended up just far enough east where they didn't even really see all that much. They had big waves. But besides that, it wasn't yeah. too bad. Um, but I think there is – social media is definitely driving a new kind of hype. I think people – even people that don't hype know that they get more interest if they're – like if they're into weather, they're going to get a lot more interest when there's big weather. I guess maybe that's the mm-hmm. easiest way to say it. So people, I think overall in recent years, people are bending a little more toward the worst case scenario than they used to. Um, and that kind of thing, it's hard once once that message is out that there's going to be the worst case scenario or it's possible. It's hard to sort of refine where that's going to happen and keep it targeted. I think 
that message sort of ends up taking over. Like, even if they were just looking at part of South New Jersey, it was something that spread up the coast into New England, even though it never looked quite as bad there. So I do think yeah. there is still that misunderstanding, and, like, there's probably ways to, I don't know. Well, I know you, back you Somebody somewhere said something about Sandy, and then it, that started a huge debate. Um, like, oh, I is this going to be another Sandy? I'm like, oh, my God, it's not. <laughs> Stop it. It's just going to wreck your beach days. You know, right. you're going to – rip yeah. currents were probably the worst thing, too. And but I remember that. that, 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 that is the that danger – would you wouldn't wouldn't the danger though of overdoing it too much? Isn't that going to desensitize people? Yes, and it then, does. And then we're we're back to going. Hey, yeah, we've got better forecasting Wolf. methods Wolf. now, but now people still aren't reacting fast enough because they're desensitized because they're hearing, oh, blah blah blah, this is going to happen, and it never does, and it never does, mm-hmm. and now it finally does. But again, they react too Actually, late, so. I think it's actually well, busts are rare these days. I mean, it used to be very frequently that people would forecast big storms that just didn't happen. Like that doesn't think happen about it. as 50 much. Fifty miles, fifty miles for an eye makes a huge difference. Like nope. fifty miles closer to the coast or away from the coast is all the difference it needs. You know, between yeah, flooding and everything. So fifty miles is really hard. Um, but you know, like we talked about it uh, with Dr. Hobgood, um, they are getting better, but you know, you, you can't help it. And then, Hey, you know, what if it gets into some dry air and fizzles out or what if it gets, I think um, people still have pretty short memories. I think people forget. It's it's not, it's not as big of a deal as some people think. Yeah. And people don't, and people won't bring up, you know, when you nail the forecast, that's just how people are. They're not going to be like, Oh, you 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 did it. No, they don't. They don't. So, So the, the bus, which happened few and far between, are brought up a lot less often. And also something to think about with that New Jersey thing. So I was following it pretty closely and I actually was giving a forecast for someone on the beaches of New Jersey. Um, you know, if you look back at that, you know, no one really was on the beach and a lot of people had taken, you know, warning and taken shelter and made sure there were um, made, you know, smart plans. Mm-hmm. So if it would have shifted 50 miles to the West, um, then they wouldn't have been in trouble. So I feel like on one hand, you know, yeah, if you're purposely hyping it for Twitter or for, you know, mm-hmm. you're having your producer doing it, that's bad. But on the other hand, if you're not telling these people that, hey, this is, you know, this is a very real possibility, then you're putting these people in a, in a very, very dangerous situation. And that's going to come back and ultimately bite you, bite you in the butt. And also, oh, that's true. You know, that your job as a meteorologist should be to tell the public and keep them safe. You know, it's not to well, true. Enter, it's, yeah. Well, it's also it the public's responsibility too to maintain some some sort of level of common sense. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's true too. But it, I mean, it was a holiday weekend. Um, the water was still pretty bad. I think if you had yeah. if you had full holiday weekend crowds and like some of the beaches didn't close or snuck into the water, there would have been. People needing lots of rescues, people dying, maybe. Amen. I mean, I think it was still good to keep keep people out of the water. I know it screwed a lot of the vendors that, you know, work there, you know, like restaurants and things at the beach because nobody showed up. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure that's terrible, but it is just one week. I know, but we'd, we'd rather report that than seeing all these people die or getting drowning. No, in that's true. But even just recently, we had that tornado outbreak in uh, where Indiana and Ohio mm-hmm. Nobody talked about that before it happened. So Mm -hmm. I think there's still some question as to how much lead time you need. Yeah, I remember that because that was just a few weeks ago. And that one, I mean, we didn't even see it on the forecast. Yeah, there's no hype for that. 
Well, and I no, think part of the reason easy. why was because everyone was focused on the tropical system, 99L. Yeah. Like we, no, that, probably. Because I remember my friend brought that up, and he was like, yeah, you know, it, it looked like a decently conductive environment. You know, it wasn't like it was nothing. Because um, I remember, yeah, we had some severe storms that day, but the, the tornado risk was only like 2%. It was low. Yeah, well, because it was because of an MCV. Or the multi, sorry, yeah. that, was a, that was a big word. But um, yeah. Using yeah, your big words. Sorry, no, no, sorry. I just I couldn't deny <laughs> <didn't know> really <laughs> explain it in a better way. What? Isn't that a pharmacy? But, but if you looked at it on radar that day, you know, it, it did make sense, but everyone was lost. I was lost in 99 no, We were all looking at yeah. um, I don't think people were looking at it that close. I think that's probably a big no. I was actually looking at it because my mom, she lives in Indiana, and I had like a myriad of people. Did I even say that word right? Because that's how it sounds. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, there are lots of people asking about that instead of, you know, the tropical system. So, I mean, I guess it depends on where you were and what you were doing. I guess. It was an interesting case. I mean, they were the short-term warnings. All that was very successful. I mean, I, it was during the day. It's a fairly flat area. People saw the tornadoes, but there were tornadoes that were pretty big that rolled through cities. So I think there's some success lessons probably there, at least for the short-term knowledge that came or the short-term information that came out on it. Well, tell us, uh, tell us what you guys think. Um, you can always comment by email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. Uh, sh- tell us what you think, because we'll, uh, we'll share those on our next show as well. So let's take another quick break. When we come back, you'll hear the team's nominations for our Weather Fools and Weather Resources. You're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. All right, Brady, go ahead and... Uh, Get us through our weather fools again. All right, guys, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the week, Elston Storm School, of course, uh, the weather fools. And uh, today, um, let's have Phil go first with his weather fool. All right, so my weather fool, I, I, maybe not uh, weather hugely weather-related, but it seems like uh, space program is always covered by uh, weather media entities. So my weather fool fools are the people at spacex that make uh quote relatively inexpensive unmanned rockets uh and they had one blow up while filling with fuel on the launch pad last week and they also had one blow up in flight on the way to the international space station last year so uh be be careful yeah (laughs) money what's that saying about money uh and you get you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Your your relatively inexpensive unmanned rockets. <laughs> you get what you pay for. Hopefully Didn't Rosie's fireworks buy uh, SpaceX? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Phil, that was great. Uh, now let's head to uh, Dina for her weather fool. Oh, this one is so good. Okay, I'm pretty sure this was the Daily Mail, and I hate to throw them under the bus, but. You're getting thrown. Okay, so recently, you know, we had Hermine, we had Gaston, we had all kinds of tropical activity. So it's easy if you're not a Met to get them confused. I I talk with producers all the time. They're like, hey, which which one's that one again? Or which one's going to Florida? So they had a headline on on their website that said, Major Category 5 Gaston ready to hit Florida. Well, for one thing, Gaston was going out to sea and was already in the Atlantic. It was 
Hermine, which was, I think, still maybe, um, maybe over, I can't even remember if it was, it was west of Puerto Rico. Yeah. But how do you get these all wrong? I mean, is this guy doing this at two o'clock in the morning? I, I can like relate the- to that, but it was so messed up. And to top it off, <laughs> he took my graphics that I made on the lift um. in the weather channel, the weather.com and had the weather.com snapshots that had Gaston, the picture Gaston and the path that showed it going out to sea on the website, but said it was going to hit Florida. Oh, oh my God. Don't Get it cross together. Someone, I, hopefully someone got fired for that. I'm not sure. You know, I, he might have, he might have gotten a pat on the back for, for all we know. For all we know, he might have gotten a pat on the back because he, he got all this publicity. So I, That is not – that's one time I think bad publicity is just bad publicity because – yeah. You know, and it caught my eye too because he had grabbed my snapshots. And I'm like <laughs> – I am not affiliated with this. I did yeah, not plagiarism. do that. That's plagiarism. But, you could sue. But the picture he put there was a, a storm cone out to sea. It was not yeah. headed toward Florida at all. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> no, dude, that's God, terrible. That. That's that was, terrible. Yeah, you could really do that, Phil, but you won't. I won't. I won't let you. All right. Anyway, uh, MJ, on to you for your uh, storm tool of the week. Hey, sounds good. Continuing with the hurricane theme. Uh, and talking about Hurricane Hermine, uh, I'm kind of using uh, my weather fools as all those folks out there calling it uh, Hurricane Hermione. <laughs> and I and I even understand our own Brady might have accidentally uh, done that uh, as as well. So we got a weather fool on our team. So my weather would be the first time uh, about the remember the lightning That's round, true. Phil. That's the true. lightning That's round. True. I remember. Yes. So those are my weather fools. Those folks who uh, thought it was a thought the thought Noah was uh, doing a, a a hip reference to uh, Harry mm-hmm. Potter. We all called it that though in the background. Oh yeah. All right. We had to uh, stop ourselves from doing it when yeah, we exactly. actually did it. <laughs> exactly. I've well, never Maya, I've never even read Harry Potter or watched any one of those movies. Just so good. you know. Good. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time, Phil. Watch Lord of the Rings instead. Uh, all right, so my weather for this week, uh, I'll just read this headline because it's it pretty much sums it up. Uh, it's from the Providence, um, I th- which I think is a newspaper. Uh, it's somewhere I don't know, but man with gumbrella gumbrella sparks flurry of nine one one calls in Delta. So there was it's a man. The penguin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So I'm a North Delta. I'm guessing is a city near there. Um, but he basically had a. Um, an umbrella with a gun with like a rifle barrel as the, um, the uh, handle. Um, so everyone was calling because they thought this guy was walking around with a gun inside an umbrella and people were freaking out. And so you'll have to check out the picture because it's, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be a gag gift in, in a lot of different um, oh my gosh. dollar stores. Um, and now we'll take it uh, to the airport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All, All right, Cam, well, Cam, I think you got a weather fool as well, right? Oh, actually, we lost uh, Cam, number one. Oh, okay, we lost. Uh, but right. we'll, we'll post we'll post those on our show notes uh, with with the uh, with the show. Let's jump to our uh, WX resources. Maz, help us oh, out. Oh, I like how you use the WX. <laughs> nice. 
goodly done. Hey, so uh, weather resources, those awesome apps, fantastic websites, things that are just darn cool. Ladies first, Dina, you got one? Yeah, I, I love Weather Underground. I mean, okay, so it does. You can get information anywhere in the world. If somebody comes to me and goes, um, you know what, I need to know the average high in uh, somewhere in India, you get it. But one of my and that's favorites. That's exactly how they ask for it too. They do. Like the and they're like, and they're like, um, and I'm like, where? I'm like, did you at least Google it so you could tell me where? But the one thing too that you guys might like is, um, they have weather uh, webcams everywhere around the world, so it's great if you ever want to see a good webcam anywhere. And they continuously add it, so if you have a webcam, you can get it added to their um, whole network. And in fact, I think what I've heard even from um, our CEO um, is that they're going to start giving people these nice like uh, weather um, systems where they they can put a webcam outside just so we can have more um, more to look around the world. But like if there's something coming at uh, Japan, I can go look at a webcam. If there's something down um, in the Caribbean, they got a webcam. Now, they're not streaming, but they update like continuously and you can do like time lapses on them, and they have tr- great tropical weather. I mean, they, they, that is one of the best websites ever. And do they have underground weather? Is the, <laughs> do they actually forecast um, weather yes. underground? Look for the site, Brady. Just okay. keep looking that, until you I'll find check it. it out. Is that just the site, or is it the app too? They have the app too. So, I mean, I use the site a lot, um, but I use the app too. Where is it on the app? I haven't found that yet. Um, I have to look for the webcams. On the app, I haven't looked okay. at the webcams on the app, but okay. um, I love them both. Yeah, I just started using the app. I really like it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is awesome. It is all right. So, Doctor Phil, are you ready with yours? <laughs> uh, I was born ready. Uh, I want a, a little shout out to Brian Miner. He was on our special storm photography episode, but I, I recommend that if 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 you are a weather and photography hack like me, and all you got is a uh, iPhone. Get yourself a little iPhone tripod. You can go on Amazon. I found one for, I think it was under 10 bucks. You get a little tripod for your iPhone. And when you see great weather or nice clouds, uh, put your iPhone on slow-mo. I don't know if Android has slow-mo as an option Hmm. for video. Um, But put it on slow-mo and set your tripod up and let let your phone take uh pictures of the 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 clouds or the storm uh for you to watch it's it's really a great way to do it i i just i i've done it for a little while but never had the tripod so it's always been a little shaky because i'm trying to hold <laughs> it and, and uh so i just got a tripod and so if if you are like me and you just want a chance to take some neat uh, slow-mo video of storms uh, get yourself a little tripod on amazon and slow-mo it, baby how, how small yeah. does it fold up like uh it for the one i got and again i i don't know it's what it is I, it's I probably gorilla it up, but, isn't it gorilla uh it's not nah, it's not gorilla but it, okay. it folds up into just a little uh sack <laughs> they send oh really a, like a little um black velvet sack that you can or put the tripod in, and then the the holder for your phone screws on the top and unscrews, so you can put that in the sack too. So I just keep it in my oh, nice. my attaché case, my uh, briefcase, and 
Man purse. Yeah. Man purse. My man, man purse. I mean, that's what I was asking. Like, can I stick it in my purse? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of neat to have. Yeah, you want to keep it with you because you never know when you, when you'll come across something. You could still be tough and carry your stuff. <laughs> that's yes. correct. All right. So, uh, so we we will uh, we'll we'll have links to that. I'll maybe I'll look it up on on Amazon and leave that link on our show show tunes. I don't know. <laughs> I got. I I feel bad for Cam because she's got a look on her face like someone just died. I think there's some chicken voodoo ritual going on in, in her kitchen. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Cam. You look like you're struggling, but um, more chicken. Where where MJ? We'll jump to you. Do we got any uh, listener questions or responses? We do have a couple, and we love to hear from our listeners. So keep them coming. Um, JF, he's W9LW, so he's a ham, uh, apparently, oh. um, s- sent us a message because we'll acknowledge that on our last episode, we had a little bit of a uh, sound issue, uh, especially with Phil at the, at the beginning. Uh, he was, uh, um, not as not loud as, as we're accustomed to Phil being, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> He had bronchitis. He had, people, he had bronchitis. Be nice to him, all right? Come on. Hey, Jay, just, just so you know, uh, Jay's got a great blog as well, um, and, and we'll maybe try and make reference. We've actually referenced it in the past. He had a great blog yeah. about weather podcasts uh, right. that he had us included on, and I've just recently found out, and I'll bring this up shortly, he's going to be at the Indiana Chaser Con too, so uh, we'll look awesome. for him there. So he's listening, and, and uh, he, he chimed in, so we appreciate that. Uh, and we also heard from Ryan M., uh, who says, I enjoyed the recent podcast about storm photography. Good guests and good discussion. As a photographic niche, it's been growing almost exponentially in the past 15 or so years. And it's neat to hear fellow photographers talk shop. Yeah, we, we I think, had a lot of positive uh, feedback from uh, that special episode that we did on storm photography. So thanks, Ryan M., for chiming in. Sweet. All right. So that, that does it for uh, this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, we definitely thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend, give us a review on iTunes or Google Play, which which I, I still don't know. if if Does anybody know on Google Play how you leave a review? Does anybody no know idea. that? Well, I'm an iPhone person. You look up the app, and then yeah. once you have the app section pulled up, it should have a box to leave a review. Ah. And then you have to click how many stars because it's that's thinking specific. And then yeah. you can write it inside the, the box and then submit it. Cool. Very good. All right. I'll, I'll give a, a eulogy for your chicken a little later. Thank um, you. And, <laughs> and if you don't, if you, if you didn't like the show, then uh, tell us. But give us a review anyway. Uh, we always like your reviews. We always want to answer your questions or discuss your comments on future shows. Uh, so send your thoughts to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. And, and as I mentioned before, we're actually going to have a table at the Indiana ChaserCon in November. And I did hear that uh, they still have a few registration spots open. Uh, this is in November. So if it's something you're interested in, you can go to www.ind. Uh, indchasercon.com uh, also on twitter just just search indiana chaser con and you'll find it but they do have some spots available special thanks to our guest ian livingston and for mj uh brady maz dina and cam i'm gonna go ahead and signal the all clear and we will catch you guys next time 
Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio and search for Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com, providing interactive weather content for web, mobile, and digital displays at cost-effective prices, zoomradar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.